Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am very excited to have Coach April with us. April is an international speaker and an author who loves to exhort people to tap into their greatness to identify who they really are. Now a certified fitness trainer, April carried around the weight of feeling fat for many years after a boy called her big at the right age of 12. Finding her identity in Christ is what set her free, and now she she challenges and supports her clients to change both the inside and the outside, tackling both mindset and physical fitness with programs like the 90-Day Breakthrough, Clean Eating, and Love My Body Challenges. April believes everyone is able to make the changes they desire, whether by baby steps or giant leaps, they just have to start moving. Her vision is to get the body of Christ and anyone who is interested in reclaiming their health to make sound choices that will lead to victory in their overall lives. Welcome, Coach April. So glad to have you. Thank you so much. It is so glad to be here. Such an honor. And this is an amazing Friday. So what better way to do, you know, to spend it here with you? Absolutely. Well, thank you. So tell us a little bit about your story. So you you started out with these harsh words that kind of set you on one trajectory as a child. And now you've come full circle to where you are now. Kind of give us some of the details in between. Yeah, sure. And the funny thing about it is I didn't even realize it. And it wasn't until like many, many years later that God began to reveal to me that there was something holding me back in my identity. So as you mentioned, um, at the right age of 12 years old, as a preteen, like in a boy who obviously didn't like me back, I don't know what's wrong with him. But um, But yes, he called me big. And I don't, we were kind of hanging out a bunch of, you know, friends. I don't know if anybody else heard him, but I did. And it shattered me. And I kept that in the back of my mind. I just thought that I was fat. So I had just identity issues. And the thing is, we can cover this up really well because no one would have necessarily known. I didn't share the story with anyone until I actually wrote it in my book. And funny thing is, my mom was like, who is the boy that got, so nobody knew about this. I covered it up really well, but all throughout high school, there's certain clothes that I wouldn't wear. There's certain activities that I wouldn't participate in. And I just always saw myself as big because this was the label that he had given me until, like I said before, I had allowed Christ to like reveal my true identity in him and begin to peel back those layers so that I could see, you know what, this affected you at a young age. This affected you at a young age. And now it's time for us to like really shift some things and renew your mind to what I say about you so that we can really get you healthy and whole. Yeah, absolutely. So what did that process look like in terms of recognizing your identity in Christ and specifically what he said about you? What were the things, what were the verses maybe, or the truth that that really made a difference for you? Yeah. So if, I don't know if people out there are familiar with the, I am scriptures, but once I became a Christian, I had a friend, probably several of them because they were really popular and they were floating around. So I had this whole list of, I am scriptures. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am more than a conqueror. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, I am the head and not the tail. And so I took literally those particular scriptures and I would begin to confess them 
not over my life, but then I started to believe them that this is what God said about me. So whether I was even large or big or whatever, fat, whatever that thing, this is what God said. And he wanted to get me to a healthy state, both spiritually and physically. And so that is really, really where it began with the I am scriptures. And I still do even a similar type of, you know, scripture confessions, you know, every day, even in my book, um, starting your faith and fitness, I know the importance of it. And so I have scripture confessions in here as well, because I know that that's what helped me. And I know that it will help others. Yeah, that's huge. So it's kind of like the whole process of uprooting the lie that you were so many years ago that I'm assuming there was some self-fulfilling prophecy going on with that. Were you kind of perpetuating that identity for a while? Yeah, I mean, because it's it's like what you meditate on, right? I mean, in the, the Bible talks about what we meditate on day and night, it should be God's word. But if you're constantly thinking in your mind that this is how I am, this is how he saw me. And so this is how other people see me. And so this is how I see myself. But right. God didn't say like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter what anybody else, if it's even everyone in the whole world, if it's your parents, if it's your cousin, whatever it is, what I say about you is the only thing that is real and the only thing that is lasting. So I really did have to shift my mind to what my true identity was. Right. Yeah. It's the truth. It's the truth that sets you free, but it's specifically the truth, you know, that sets you free. So once you kind of get it from here to here, as you were doing by repeating God's word, because that's kind of how we, we, we plant those words, those seeds yeah. in the soil of our heart. Because so we can know something here, but, and I tell my people all the time, I tribe, my clients, whoever, our actions always follow our beliefs. And so because I was believing this thing, I was acting on it. So I wouldn't wear certain clothes. So I would like, oh, I can't do that. You know, I'm too big to do that. Or like, people are going to think this. So that's what I was really acting on. We know we should be healthy. I mean, we know the things we should do, but until we really believe it, then our actions won't start following that and putting like, you know, like real tips and tools and strategies behind those things because it's, we're believing it. I believe that this chair is going to hold me up. And so that's why I'm sitting in it. If I didn't really believe that, then I wouldn't be sitting in it. I would pick another one. But that was the thing we know up here, but we really have to believe it and then apply it. And that's really what the scripture was doing for me to help me really, like you said, believe it in my heart. And then that's what manifests. That's what comes out. That's what I act on. Yeah. And that reminds me of, you know, James talking about faith without works is dead. And as you're saying, you're sitting in that chair, it's proving that you actually have faith. Your faith leads to an action. And that's exactly what you were talking about in the other side too. So it kind of works in both directions. So how did the Holy Spirit bring that up to you? How how did you become aware that you were believing that lie? Was there a process to that? Yeah, um, it was again through those identity scriptures where I began to kind of see that particular thing. And I'm like, I'm not seeing myself the way that the Bible is saying that I should be seeing myself. And then a couple, and then you get revelation, right? And your eyes begin to open. And so after I started saying like, hey, wait, but this isn't what God said, like what other people say really don't matter. I mean, we hear that even growing up, perhaps, I mean, maybe I might be telling my age, but you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, you know, but words will never hurt. But words really do hurt. I mean, words create worlds. And I mean, the Bible says right in the, from the biblical side, the power of death and life is in the tongue, right? And so 
it's like what I began to say about myself, not based upon what anybody else says, but about what God said. That was really the thing that started unfolding this. And then I realized like, wait a minute, even as I began to look around and see the church not as healthy as we should be, and even some of my own practices, I was like, wait a minute, this is just like not really aligning with what the Bible says. And if it's not aligning with what the Bible says, like, what am I doing if this is really the final authority? If this is really the truth and I believe it, mm-hmm. why am I not doing this? Why am I not living like this? And that is, that really is what began the process. And then you just start making one decision after another decision, after another decision, after another decision. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So what is it that you see in scripture that you point to for your clients about health and wellness? What, what is it that the Bible tells us we should be doing? Yeah. So I love that. So when God brought me on this journey of health and wellness, and again, like kind of like looking around in the church, he opened my eyes to um, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. And for those of you that may or may not know that um, scripture, Paul is talking about sexual immorality, but those verses, he's saying that you were bought with a price, that you are not your own. So you are to glorify God in your body, which is not yours. And when I read those words, I was like, whoa, I don't even belong. Like, I don't even own this, but I am doing whatever I want to do to it. That's like, you can't get away with that anywhere. I mean, it would be in layman's, it would be trespassing if you went onto somebody else's property and start doing whatever to their yard or to their garden or whatever. Um, if you had a child or a sister or brother, sibling who borrowed your car and brought it back like dented and scratched and like all these types of things, you would not be pleased with that. And so I really just under, started to understand the word stewardship, mm-hmm. right? not owners, but we're stewards over that. And I was like, whoa, if you can sin against your body with sexual immorality, because that's what Paul was talking about, then you can sin against your body in some other ways. And we know things like gluttony, you know, we don't want to think that we've come too far as gluttony, but it's like anything that's disobedient to God is not okay. And we do that so often with our bodies and with our health and our wellness, and we just don't have any regard for it. And so that was the scripture God gave you when we founded the business Kingdom Power Living. But there's so many others. I mean, we love Third John, right? Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. We skip over the be in health part, right? We want to prosper. But it says ambient health, right? So it's a whole thing. We're talking about our spirit, our soul, and our body. Paul said, I buffet my body. I discipline my body. Lest me, after I having preached to others, become a castaway. You know, it talks about if we destroy our temple. So there are so many things like we we show God love through our obedience. And when he says, well, when we want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, it's not just going to be because we've told somebody about the gospel, because if we told somebody about the gospel, but we weren't really a testimony in all areas, then how 
you know, how does that really look? Because again, the Bible says, I think in what Ecclesiastes, that we will give an account for everything. So there are so many scriptures out there um, that I use and that I help my clients, you know, to go to even fe- I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, right? If you're fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous are his works, don't we want to take care of something that's marvelous? If we really believe that something was marvelous, that's value. It has some value to it. And we should want to take care of those things. And so there's a gamut of them. I use them in all of my programs, but it really is what helps us to transform because even with my clients, I'm like, we don't just want to lose weight. We want to transform and we're transformed by the renewing of our minds, according to you know the scripture. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's awesome. And also the more, the healthier we are, the more we will be free to go out and do the things that God wants us to do. We won't be held back by the things that are going to otherwise restrain us. Yes, exactly. Physically and emotionally, right? Because I've had clients tell me that, you know, I'm, I'm out of breath walking in the airport, right? But you know, you're on a global assignment. Like God has called you to the nation's But if you can't walk through the airport without being, you know, out of breath, then we have to change that. Or if you know that you are supposed to impact your community, even starting in your home, if your children are seeing you with unhealthy practices, you're passing that down to them. So, right, we can do so much more as we're healthier, right? Because there's so much more impact, there's so much more influence, and there's just all around, like, God getting the glory for it. So once you've gotten somebody to see what the scripture says about this and to recognize, you know, God gives them all of these promises about who he says you are and the value of health and wellness, what's the biggest challenge you see after that for people to try to kind of make the transition to some lifestyle changes? Holding on to it. Really? Interesting. Holding on to it because it's like, you know, and you're a doctor, right? So we get that kind of excitement, that dopamine kind of release, kind of an initial, we're like, or maybe honeymoon stage or like whatever the thing is, we're like, yes. But we know this even as Christians, right? We have to walk out our salvation with fear and trembling. The children of Israel, and I use this example all the time, they were asking God for a deliverer. They were like, we are being like tortured. We're being mistreated. Like they were building bricks to build an empire that were enslaving them, that was enslaving them, right? So they were like, you know, we want to deliver God sent Moses. He did all of these miraculous things. They were super excited, like, yes. And then they got into the wilderness and it got difficult. And they were like, we want to go back to Egypt. It was better there. Mm-hmm. It was not better there. You were slaves. We're enslaved to food, to um, you know, sedentary lifestyle. We're enslaved to just doing what we want to do. And when we want to go back to Egypt, we're not holding on to the promises and the goodness that God has done. Even when you've gotten us to this point, we've lost 20 pounds or 50 pounds or 100, like whatever it is. But if we don't hold on to this and realize that it is about a lifestyle, about a kingdom lifestyle until Jesus returns, This isn't about a yo-yo diet. This is about doing something for a short period of time and then stopping. This is like until we get those glorified bodies, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So what strategies do you give people to help hold on to those truths once they've obtained them? Yeah, to to keep it before you, right? So as it talks about in, in Psalm, right? And I mentioned this before, like meditating on God's word, like 
day and night. You have to continually keep this before you. You have to keep reminding yourself. You have to maybe put in um, systems in place if it's for accountability or whatever. But once we start like doing this, I mean, you know this, it kind of builds up a lifestyle in, within us. And that's like really the whole goal because we know even as Christians, right? Every day isn't perfect. It isn't like this just like, whoa, like glorious thing. But again, the righteous fall seven times, but get back up. And so it's like really keeping that before you, realizing that this isn't perfect. This isn't about um, being in bondage, but this is about the freedom that Christ gives us in order to like really display him in another way, in another um, aspect. And so once we do that, we really shift this, get our minds renewed. We're going to have to go to the next level and, you know, kind of renew it again and renew it again and keep that before you. But we really do do that, like I said, with the word of God and through other systems, through accountability and things like that. But once we know we're on this journey and we're not going back, it's a lot easier and it takes some time to really build that muscle. But that's the reason why I love likening our health and wellness to our salvation. Because we don't get saved in Christ and believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth and then go back to the way we were before, right? We know that we're doing this, we're living this lifestyle, you know, for Christ to bring others into the kingdom and to do all of these things. Well, it can be the same thing with our health and our wellness, because what if the world sees you and like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? And it's not, I mean, I don't want to say any names on your, like no shade to any other, you know, program, but if you're pointing them back to Jesus and he's being glorified, how amazing is that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of what you're describing about staying on track, there's an analogy I heard about when they, uh, when they launched the rocket to the moon, they, it wasn't like they set the course and they went and they landed exactly where they planned. They had to course correct every 10 minutes mm. way there to make sure that they ended up exactly where they wanted to be in that same, like within a 500 mile, you know, reference range, but still, because it was so far away, they had to constantly course correct. And that's what the Christian life is like. Mm. We're always having to just get ourselves back on track and make sure that we keep our eyes focused on where we're shooting. I love it. I love that too. That's like so amazing. It, the thing is, they didn't say like, oh, shoot, we got this wrong. We're going back. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, right. Of course, correct. Like you said, and you keep going towards that goal and you keep going towards that goal because we know really at the end, we do have the victory. We just have to hold on to it. Yes, absolutely. The victory is already ours for sure. Yeah. So can you give us a little maybe elevator pitch for your book? You've got the, you've got two books, The Soaring in Your Faith and Fitness and The Ultimate Hustler. Give us a little synopsis. Yes, yes, absolutely. So Soaring in Your Faith and Fitness, and that's the one that I have here right now. This was my, my first baby. I would like to, you know, say that. Um, and this is really a guide to help you not only get where you need to be in your health and wellness, but to really, like I said, to hold on to it because we know eagles they soar so they go higher and higher and higher and it's not just about one or the other because you know the world tells us you know this is what it looks like to be healthy and all of these things but we also know that what it looks like to be healthy in our faith and utilizing our faith in order to soar in what we need to do in our health and our wellness. And so it is 
you know, packed with, like I said, scripture confessions in here, there are prayers in here, there are um, just things, tools and exercises to get you started, to keep you going, to encourage you when it gets tough, all of those things. And then the second book, which is The Ultimate Hustler, it is a collaboration project with 12 other amazing entrepreneurs. And it really talks about just a lot of like tips and tools around entrepreneurship, around which again, we know that that also is biblical. And there's so many instances in the Bible where, you know, farmers and owning your business and all of those things are kingdom principles. And so I give tips in there along with some other amazing women that are giving tips and advice. And then I have a third one also that's coming out as well. It's going to be a devotional. So um, stay tuned for that as well. So super excited about that. Love it. That's great. So I will link in the show notes to all of those books if, if the listeners want to go get a, get a hold of them. Um, and is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to make sure you leave with our audience? Yeah, so the, the main thing is I don't want us even as Christians to get like too focused on um, like being in bondage. The main thing to do is really to start. We have to one, realize our value in why we're taking care of our body because we really do take care of the things that we value. And then it's to start. It doesn't matter like where you are. Um, some of us, we might have, you know, like injuries or we might have like pain because of the extra weight or whatever. And things are going to be a little bit more challenging, but start where you are and just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I mean, one thing that I wanted to, you know, share from, you know, the book, it says, depending upon how you were raised, um, or the various life experiences that you've gone through, it may have been more difficult to shift the way you filter and embrace things. However, renewing your mind is not just a nice to do. If I renew my mind, but when I renewed my mind, I mean, sorry, when I renew my mind, that's what's going to be critical for the change. So the Bible is clear about that. We have to renew our mind that this isn't just for somebody else, that this isn't just for the super athletic, that this isn't just for um, the smaller, the skinny, like whatever terms we want to use, but this is for me too. And God is holding me accountable with how I take care of my body. So start off even with baby steps because baby steps are still steps, but they get you closer and closer and closer to, you know, the promise. So don't give up, but start. You got to start. Like you said, faith without works is dead. Absolutely. I love it. Very cool. So where can people go to learn more about you? Yes. So loseweightloveyourbody.com. Love Lose it. Loseweightloveyourbody.com. <laughs> it is just that simple. Fantastic. Well, I will link to that in the show notes as well. And thank you so much, Coach April. Really enjoy all of your wisdom. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here because we are on a mission to make healthy normal in the church. So I love partnering with you and I'm so excited to be with you and your amazing audience. Fantastic. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you. So please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you.
Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith then he grins and says do you trust me because together we can do this with mornings with Jesus you can start your day in a positive way find hope through inspirational stories and scripture go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for mornings with Jesus you can also download the abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com